everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We made it. 2023, the year of the ember. Yes. You remember that? (laughs) Yes, I do. I do. That was a good episode. That was was an interesting episode for us. It was a good send-off. deep. Yeah, it was a good send-off for 2022. Yeah. Now let's start this 2023 off right and talk about movies and TV shows. (laughs) Uh, Yes. We'll talk about the stuff that we always talk about. Yeah. Um, We saw a movie together two days ago. Yes. In... In XD, real D, 3D. Yep. James D, Cameron the D. The triple D threat. The triple D threat. <laughs> we saw a triple D movie on t- on Tuesday. Yeah. And it was Avatar, the water one or something. Avatar, Avatar book, 2, book the way two, of water. water. The way of water. The way of water. The waterbender. The Avatar <laughs> 2, but ocean now. Ocean bender. Avatar 2, beach vacation. Oh, oh Okay. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Avatar yeah, two, yeah. whaling is bad. Avatar two, I Avatar two, ocean bender is the one I'm going to settle on. Avatar two, people who die in these movies apparently don't die. <laughs> <laughs> no, some of them. Some of them. <laughs> How so, did you like the movie? Spoiler alert for Avatar two. Oh yeah, this is going to be a spoiler cast for Avatar two. Yes. But here's the thing. If you haven't seen Avatar 2, it doesn't fucking matter. It's Avatar. You know what you're getting into. <laughs> um, I will say, so what are my thoughts about it? Yeah. Okay. One, what are the most beautiful movies, CGI movies yeah. I've seen ever? Yeah. If not the best CGI I've ever seen. P- possibly. Possibly the greatest. Yeah. To the point where I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that whale thing is real uh, <laughs> the the whale buddy yeah the, the, the one-armed and the whale yeah. friend yeah pretty sure uh one um number two i think the movie could have been 25 to 45 minutes shorter you finally agree <laughs> if it wasn't for the amount of uh stroking that james cameron had to do to himself <laughs> Oh, look at the fucking ocean. I love the ocean so much. Well, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. The the this, the amount of scenes with the kids, which I will get to you as far as what my thoughts were about the story and the kids. Yeah. It was a little bit too much of seeing the kids and seeing like, look at this world they're in. And I understand the concept of world building and immersive uh, environments yeah. and stuff like that. But I feel like there was a good 25 to 45 minutes of, like, we don't need to see this much of of the environment. Just ocean porn. We don't, like, <laughs> we don't need to see this much of things. Yeah. We can keep moving on with the story. There, there was a solid 25 minutes where no story happened. It was just the wonderment of staring at things. Yeah, right? Which was nice. It was nice. But that was, is when I checked my watch for the first time in the movie. It was nice. <laughs> it was beautiful. And um, I don't think it was horrible. I just think you, you could have shaved some time off the clock yeah. is my point. And uh, I think it almost slowed down the story too much. But I think at the end of the day, it wasn't the worst part of the movie. I'm getting to it now. The worst part of the movie to me were the kids. Just the kids in general? All of them. Yeah. And that's because to me, the kids were such a... uh, They were the page turn... Uh, for the story to continue yeah. for every situation. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, those bumbling kids, they went off and did the thing. And now the now the story's progressing. And it's yeah. just, it was so, uh, it felt so predictable and forced, but also annoying because it was like, no, you you don't get it. This one's the annoying one. 
Yeah. And you can tell because everybody else is annoyed by the kid, that kid. Yeah. And that's, and this kid is the loner and I'm going to make sure you know that. But like, but this kid is, is the big brother. Yeah. And just like all, we all know big brothers, right? We all know, we all know what a big brother's like. So it just, it, it was just so much like that, that while I appreciate the theme that he was, that James Cameron's reinforcing of this family specifically, being together and going through the tragedies and the difficulties and overcoming as a family and supporting each other, et cetera, et cetera. And it comes full circle, blah, blah, blah. I get that. That doesn't mean it's not annoying. Mm. And I think, I think a lot of people with kids can easily understand that statement because they will tell you probably firsthand, I love my fucking kids and I will do any, anything for them. They can also be annoying as fuck, (laughs) right? Yeah. They're not perfect angels. They're humans and humans annoy other humans at times. Yeah. It it happens. It's okay to say that. And I think that's how it was for me. Interesting. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. There was something I was playing or watching that felt very much like that. Like the story just kept falling into the story's lap. Uh, and you like you mentioned the loner, like, oh, this kid's the loner. And he goes off and he bees alone and he finds the plot over there. The plot was actually <laughs> all the way over there the whole time, but you, someone needed to be alone to find it. And now that he's the loner, he found the plot. Now the plot's happening. Right. And then but then and the, but then the daughter, well, you see, like we were too disconnected from the original part of everything. So the daughter had to go deal deal with having a, I guess, basically an epileptic seizure. But now, don't worry. That's now why you know now the combat can happen. Now we yeah. can have action because, <laughs> like you know, the faint traces of electronic signatures for yeah. the emergency evac and exactly. It's just, yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Just the characters doing the things they were written to do is what drove the plot forward. Which I know I've mentioned this a lot, and I feel like you maybe have a a pretty firm grasp on this without having ever watched it, but it's like the opposite of Game of Thrones, where in Game of Thrones, what was so great about it when it was great was the plot happens because that's what makes sense to happen next. And like, yes, because this character did that to that character, that character is going to react in this way and blah, 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 blah. This is the opposite of that. (laughs) It's, hmm, we need this person to do something that would make the bad guys know where they are. Oh, we need to send a good guy's helicopter to them. How can we send a good guy's helicopter? Oh, they're medics. So someone needs to have a seizure on this alien planet and... That, yeah. And then the medics go, and that's why the bad guys know where they're there. But the bad guys had no plan to figure out where they were until randomly a med helicopter showed up. Now, yeah, but I want to be I want to be nice about this in the way that I want to say I don't think I could write a better story. Sure, I I think that's true. Right, I don't think, I think I'm some genius writer that yeah. could have wrote a better plot and better story that could have unfolded on screen so i'm not going to criticize james cameron for doing that because every single story has that it just it was so blatant yeah you know good movies you don't realize it's happening yeah exactly. you're just in the emotional roller coaster of the ride yeah um or the fun of the movie and you just don't think about it yeah movies that are predictable like this that are so obvious to me that's when you know it's like mm, okay. yeah like and that's what it was yeah which i think is like trying to remember back 12 years i think that's exactly how we felt about the first the first one he did that's how i felt about the first oh one. You i think that's how most episode. people felt about the first one well that was like, pocahontas this is incredibly uh, predictable pocahontas spinoff with blue people in space and we knew every beat that was going to happen and it was incredibly like movie made from a box kit 
But goddamn, is it looking with good. the best CGI of all time, and like yeah. really transports you to another world. Like there were moments in this plot aside that I like forgot I was watching a movie. Yes. I was like, look at this incredible nature yes, documentary. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Like, where is this in the world? Yeah, right. This exists. Man, I can't wait to go to Pandora. Yeah, this exists. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's so good. It looks so well. We watched it in XD, 3D, Real D, the Triple yes. D, Triple D experience. <laughs> experience. Um, how was that for you? It's been years since I've seen a 3D movie. I don't know the last. Uh, the last 3D movie I saw was with you. We saw a 3D movie together. What did we see? I don't know. Okay. But we've seen one. Yeah. I don't remember. But um, 3D movies never really look that good to me. They look like a pop-up book. It it may have been with Scam, actually. I'm sorry. Yeah. Continue. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It does. But um, I don't know. It kind of worked on me. This one didn't because he films in 3D. He did the CGI underwater, which is mind-blowing that they can do that now instead of in a, a soundstage. Um, so like people with the suits with the dots on them were swimming <laughs> and they were capturing the CGI movement of them swimming underwater. Uh, it, they used a lot of footage. Like there were, there were bits in it where I was like so immersed and I was fine with everything I was seeing, but then there were parts I was like, Oh, that's a real thing that I'm seeing. Like that is an object that was filmed. Like there is a scene, uh, towards the end. Um, I mean, we already said spoilers, but when, bad things happen to the family and everybody's all sad and they're all gathering together and they're on a rock with some seaweed that is a real rock with some real seaweed on the real ocean <laughs> like i could tell that that was a real shot yeah uh, and then they were probably in the mocap suits and they just made all the people blue aliens but besides that i was like okay that's real ocean and then i forgot about the rest of it because everything else we were seeing was completely cgi okay yeah now that you say that and then like the boats like there were, you could tell what was a set um like the the fishermen guys on the boat when they're in the control room and they're like oh you can't take over our boat uh oh you mean the whale hunters the yeah, the whale hunters <laughs> the, the poachers the yeah, yeah the poachers yeah they like those were sets and those were real people so like yeah. that like stuck out it's like ah real footage not uh, blue people yeah. in an alien planet honestly though it, it it was it was seamless for me yeah it was it was very good you know what scene blew me away? What? It was the underwater shot looking up of the kid with the whale. Oh, holy <laughs> shit. I was like, that's a fucking real animal. <laughs> that thing exists. That's a wallpaper right yeah, there. That's a real fucking animal that exists out there in the yeah. world, in the ocean. That was so cool. Holy shit. There were some really cool moments like that where like every once in a while I was just like, holy shit. <laughs> like that is gorgeous. Yeah. So that's definitely, I think we would agree the best part of the movie is just how visually stimulating and pleasing it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it was filmed with IMAX filmed in 3d CGI underwater, and it was filmed in high frame rate, which that's why uh, 3d movies often look like, like pop-up books. So they're kind of stuttery and like, they like looks worse than movies. Um, but he filmed in like 48 frames per second versus 24. So it's a lot smoother for your eyes. So when we're seeing that, like kind of pop-up book effect, which I didn't really get cause it's filmed in 3d. Yeah, so I it's like correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how your eyes would see it. Uh, there were some things that stuck out. Like sometimes they would fire bullets like towards the screen and you could see the little dashes and like, Oh, <laughs> oh the 3d effect. Um, but it, I, I think for this one, 
they kind of gave up like the 3d has to be like whoa it's popping out of the screen and it's just more immersive i think that's what he uses it for for the most part and it's smart to do it that way yeah because you fall into it instead of it being a spectacle yeah exactly because every time they would shoot bullets at the screen or sometimes there would be those dust particles floating around i'd be like "Ah." (laughs) oh yeah that's right it's 3d which i get the same kind of feeling in vr where it's like very immersive like you can see the dust particles like falling past your face in vr but then it's like oh they animated some dust particles to make me feel like i'm more immersed in the vr and that like rips you out of it um but that was very good my second favorite part of it was like the big fight scene at the end there were some amazing action sequences at the the end of that fight fight scene scene? when uh when they attack when they attack the whaling boat and all the all the avatars all the navi on their fish surfboards or whatever their their fish boats fish surf (laughs) what would you call those things calvary they're fish calvary dragons they're their fish calvary which was just cool but then like when they started attacking and when like natiri was like on her dragon thing shooting bows there were so many scenes in there that were like holy shit that was cool like very like kid playing with his action figures (laughs) like he's gonna be swimming underwater and then jump out over the boat and fire an arrow (laughs) into his face and then fly back in the water (laughs) Uh, there were so many of those scenes where I was like, holy shit. And yeah. then the, the arm, the, the poacher guy. And his oh, arm. that was, I was like, are they going to show it? And then, yep, they showed it. Yep. They showed it, it which was gross. because of the whale. Right. And oh, the symbolism was very obvious. <laughs> I think James, I think we, I think without ever talking or hearing the answer to the question to James Cameron, what are your thoughts on the whaling industry? I think I could guess <laughs> yeah. what his feelings are. And, uh, you know what? After watching Andor. I, I get it. Go for it, dude. I like I like your attitude. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mentioned earlier, dead characters not actually being dead. <laughs> like, yeah. I remember I saw on IMDb a while ago that the guy who played like the big bad military guy was back. The, the general. General Quaritch. Yeah. I don't know. Or Just Lieutenant general. Quaritch or whatever. You say general. Colonel. Yeah. Colonel. Um, I think, think he's, he's Colonel. Colonel. Yeah. He's Colonel Quaritch. And then uh, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> uh, that was her name. Um, she was back in it. I was like, okay, maybe flashbacks. Maybe they're just going to pull some sci-fi shit. They pulled some sci-fi shit, but the Colonel Korich, I'm, I bought that. I was into that. It's, they made a backup of him cause he was going out and this is a very dangerous mission. And they're like, Hey, let me download all your memories and whatever. And we have an avatar ready for you. So if you die, you're just going to wake back up as that. And then we saw that and that was kind of really cool. And then like the way they explained it was he filmed a video for himself before he died. And yeah. Blah, blah blah. So that was pretty cool. And then Sigourney Weaver. Um, again, spoilers for Avatar. She, her avatar that she they tried to put her in when she died, uh, gave birth somehow while it was dead or unconscious or something. I think her avatar was still alive, but she died, and they tried to put her into the tree. They like put her into the mother Pocahontas tree. I I honestly need to rewatch that the first movie to remember because I don't remember what happened to that character. So she got shot or something. Was she fighting? Human. She was near the fighting. She was trying to help out from the sidelines or something. Her avatar was in the tube. So she wasn't in her avatar. She was human and she got shot. Uh, So her avatar was, I, I guess, perfectly alive and healthy, just unconscious. Uh, and then she got shot and they tried to plug her into the life tree, the the mother tree. Or As a human? The big, glo- yeah, because apparently it could like maybe bring people back to life or stop them from dying. Oh, so she never made it to her avatar. Yeah, but it didn't work. So she died. Sad. 
Uh, and then somehow in between that movie and this movie, her avatar gave birth. And then there was that like weird couple scenes where they're like, <laughs> which guy knocked her up? <laughs> and it's like, that's gross. <laughs> well, that's, that's a, that's a good question. It's logical, but like we all could have gotten there in our heads without having a character be like, <laughs> I bet that guy's a perv. I bet he slept with an unconscious avatar body. Uh, like that just felt really icky to me. Um, but then it like the, the girl who weirdly had the voice of Sigourney Weaver as like a 12 year old avatar, <laughs> like Navi girl had like all these like matrix powers. Like she could just control jellyfish and butterflies and yeah. shit like that. And like breathe with the earth, like the earth was breathing. Feeling the earth, and it's like okay, obviously her like other parent is the big tree. Like she is like a daughter of Pandora yes. or something like that. Yes. But they never answered that, so it's going to be this big revelation in the third one, I think. But yeah. it's like that's clearly what it is. Yeah. Or maybe we'll just see it progress. Like she'll get straight up superpowers in the third one or something like that. Um. And don't don't forget about Spider. <laughs> oh spider i was saving spider for last oh, okay okay i'm sorry how did you I, and, and this, uh, that's what i want to talk about now how did you like spider because we talked about spider before we saw the movie <laughs> i was confused i thought spider was gonna be much older yeah in the majority of action scenes he's really only like 12 14, yeah, he's a teenager barely yeah. yeah a teenager um yeah I, I would say he's maybe like what 13 i would say 13 yeah he can't drive so yeah, he's pretty young. Um, granted, he's always hanging out with with Navi's who are fucking like four times the size of a human. Yeah. So it's also like a little thrown off. But um, he was confusing to the story. Yeah. Because they don't really explain where he came from. They just said, "Oh, a baby was left." Yeah. And like babies can't travel in cryo space, yeah. or they can't cryo sleep in space. Yeah. Because they're babies. Yeah. So he stayed because sci-fi rules. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's like, okay, I, I'm fine with those rules. But then it's just, they did a, a very weird job of using him. I didn't see and understand the point of him. Yeah. Really. Because he, he's, he's based out of the science base, so he's not living with the Navi. He's friends with the kids. He's friends with Sully's kids. Yeah. So he's like family. Yeah. Until he's like the neighbor who always comes over. Yeah, until uh, he gets captured, right? And by then Korich, Colonel Korich, by the Colonel, and then oh, by the way, they fucking torture him. Oh which yeah, you that's see right. On screen, yeah, and he's screaming and bleeding, and it's just like they're trying to break him. Yeah, and it's like this is a With child, like clockwork orange mind control. <laughs> this is a child. Kylo Ren this, mind reading shit. And you're showing this in a theater. <laughs> this is not. Yeah, I don't know when war crimes became so mainstream, <laughs> but it's just not. War crimes you, are cool now. Yeah, right. But like, you shouldn't be showing that to fucking children. So that was weird to see. Um, so yeah, war crimes. And uh, then you see him get sympathy in a way from the colonel. Yeah. And then him and the colonel connect. And that's when it was this thing of why is the colonel connecting to the kid? Yeah. And then the, he alludes of just how we're, you're not my son and I'm not your father. Right? Right. He says that to him. Because I think human Korich was his father. How did the colonel have a baby on the planet? We never saw any romantic involvement. Yeah, that's exactly it. Was it just a tube? Uh, a tube in, there, a, in a dish? There was probably a woman there. 
Do you think so? I think so. He was there for who knows how long. And it was a baby. True. So he definitely didn't have the baby on the spaceship. Babies can't be in cryosleep. Right. So, so anyways. Clearly yeah. there was a woman that Korich had a, a baby I with. Honest, I honestly thought that Spider was... Um, Spider didn't have a mother. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I think they didn't... He didn't know who his parents were. But like, And then there was that scene where he did. He was like, sometimes it's better not to know who your parents are. And they're like, we know how you feel, Spider, or something. So yeah. like, I was like... Does he know who his dad is? That's and then later, he was like, oh, shit, Miles? And I was like, oh, okay, Korich is his dad. Interesting. Whatever. But the reason Korich was like, I'm not your dad, is because that was Avatar body with the memories of Korich. Right. So, like, technically, I'm not that other it, body who which is, is true. dead. Yeah. Which is true. And then it was, I didn't understand. So, you have this kid who is very Navi-friendly, very much into the Navi way, how he dresses, how he acts, how he thinks, how he portrays himself. And then you see him kind of just go along with the humans. And if I don't know if it's because they're just not hurting him, so he's going along so he doesn't get hurt. But he's like weirdly just passive as he witnesses the the horrors of what the humans are doing to the planet and the animals. And the most he says is like, no, don't kill people. Yeah. And like, fine. Just burn their village. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, that's kind yeah. of what it was. Um, I think it was a very cheap, oh, but he's my dad. <laughs> like, but, but, but I go, think that was but it. it goes back to my point. What was the point of him other than for the build up to that one point when, um, what's her name? Natiri. Natiri almost fucking kills him. Yeah. She puts a knife to his throat. Yeah, that's it. And uh, when he says his chest is like, I'm going to stab him in the fucking heart. Yeah. When when you said I didn't get the point of him, I immediately was like, I was I was thinking of like, let me let me answer this for him. Oh shit, I don't know what the point of him like, was, what was either. The point like, of him. So okay, so he was a kid. He was Quarch's kid. He was left behind because Quarch died. He stayed with the scientists who were next door to the the Navi. So he grew up with the Navi. He's like a, He's a Navi friends. by association, best friends, yes. kind of second parents, whatever. Um, Quarch comes to town, kidnaps him. They brainwash him, torture him. And then he goes on some adventures with Quarch, watches him make a mockery of all these Navi traditions that we saw in the first one, exactly. like catching your own dragon and yeah. shit like that. And he's just like, <laughs> cool, my fake dad has a dragon now. Yeah. Um, goes along with him, goes on this whaling boat, doesn't really care because, yeah, I guess he's like, hey, this is my dad. <laughs> he's dad, like fine cool. with him killing innocent animals and, and yeah. Um, it just, but don't. then when it comes to hurting that like water village and burning their stuff, then he was upset. And then towards the end, I think he just goes back with the Navi. He's like, oh, I relate more to you than I do my family. But then Natir is like, I'll fucking kill this white boy because <laughs> <laughs> I know he's your son, which works. Because Quirk is like, no, that's my son. Yeah, because this whole thing, he, like even that, even that moment, he goes... I don't care. He's not my actual son. Yeah. And then she, she makes calls him, his bluff. Calls his bluff. And he's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, so how did she know? How did she make that connection? I think she was on the track at that point of spoilers for Avatar 2, a son for a son because her son had just died. But how did she know he, he was his son? White people. I don't know. <laughs> I think she was just ready. I think she was just killing everybody. 
Yeah. She maybe. was just fucking murdering. She was on a rampage. Yeah. She was fucking just Rambo on yeah. everybody that yeah. she ran into. Um, part, which was then, badass, by the way. That was fucking badass. She was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he gets let free or something, or he leaves the boat. He leaves that scuffle. And then his dad gets drowned underwater, knocked unconscious with a chokehold, and then falls to the bottom of the ocean. He goes down there, finds him, and drags him all the way back up. <laughs> and he lives. Uh, and then that's con- And then he leaves. And he's like, all right, I saved you. But bye. I, 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 you're not. I don't like you. I don't want you as a dad. He's like, anymore. come join me. Let's go back. Yeah. And like, <laughs> oh yeah, my favorite moment in the movie when he says, "Come with me, son." And his son, the white boy with dreadlocks, who's not wearing any clothes, goes, <laughs> and then he goes, "Spider." <laughs> and I just thought this movie is so fucking stupid. Well, no, that whole that scene itself that you're referring to was supposed to be the 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 hand of humanity reaching out to this human child and that's what ironically this uh uh navi avatar was doing as the colonel yeah. of saying return to civilization with me and humanity and spider uh miles rejecting his humanity and saying yeah yeah and like raised by wolves and that yes and yeah. that's why he said spider because he kind of recognized this isn't miles this is spider yeah, this is the gotcha. navi and that's this is the navi child and the navi child jumps into the water just okay and navi so the symbolism is very weak but it's there and it see was you saw the symbolism and the meaning of that scene i saw the literal <laughs> giant blue <laughs> military man says come with me son and then the boy with dreadlocks hisses at him and then he exclaims his name which is fucking spider yeah. <laughs> spider yeah um, and i i just i looked at you and i just laughed and you were just like into the movie well that <laughs> was, was like, that's that, that's what that moment was yeah it was very like i missed it it was very uh uh mainstream sandwich like shoved in our face yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, jersey mics you know it was very <laughs> very obvious of what it was but it that's what it was to me at least i was just okay fine he's fully he's gone through his the attempt to humanize his experience of his identity yeah. and he's realized that he is not in alignment with humanity and he aligns with the people of the planet yeah, and he is, and he identifies with the Navi. Yeah, and that's what he's rejecting, and that's why he literally hisses and then jumps that's the Navi way, and he yeah. gives a yeah, he literally flees into the water. Yeah, right. Mm. So that's how I viewed it. Yeah, um, I, I mean that is probably correct, <laughs> but um, yeah, and then funeral, and then uh, you are now water people at the end or whatever, and then the the final stinger is like all right. We're here when they're ready to come for us. This is where we make our stand. Pum Avatar three, catch it in theaters <laughs> in two years or whatever. Um, yeah. So it was it was interesting. It was so that's your that's your overall because I th- I don't think you overall said what you thought about the movie. Story was extremely basic and predictable and quite annoying at times. The plot just happened for the sake of the plot to happen. It was too long. Uh, it was. Um, it was predictable. It was too long. It was gorgeous. The action scenes were amazing. Uh, the CGI was top notch. The 3D was actually quite bearable. Uh, in fact, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah, it was pretty good. It was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Pretty good is the I think the right way to put it. It it wasn't like a movie that blew me away. No, and I wasn't any, expecting it to. It blew me away with its CGI and how it looked. Yeah, 
and it's the immersion of it was great. Yeah. But the, I think overall it was just a, um, it was a pretty good movie. Yeah. You know, but it, it didn't. And here's an example. Finishing um, um, The Harder They Fall. Yeah. That ended with me being like, holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> what a fucking movie. Yeah. That was crazy. That's how I felt. Avatar didn't really feel like that. And I don't know if it's because the familiarity to the story and the characters yeah. and kind of understanding where the rhythms would be. It was kind of predictable in that sense. Yeah. But um, I think the performances were fantastic. I think everybody acted very, very well. I think I, so too. Yeah. I wouldn't say like, no, um, you know, uh, Sam Worthington was horrible. Like, yeah. No, he fucking crushed I it. I think he was, he was quite good actually. Yeah, I think, I think all, that's what I'm saying. Like all the performances were fucking great. Yeah. They did a great fucking job with all the performances. Yeah. He, by the way... I feel like he like missed his shot in Hollywood or something. Sam Worthington? Yeah, he was an avatar that Terminator Four, and then nothing he until did, this. Uh, he did what? It was what is it? The Rise of the Titans? Oh yeah, he did the Titans movies. He just went straight to triple A action movie, yeah, adventure movie star, and then just fell off. Did he fall off, or did, was he just? I make so much money off of these. I'm good. <laughs> Maybe, hopefully chill. for him. And then James chill. Cameron's like, hey, you want 2% of Avatar well, 2? <laughs> look at somebody like Daisy Ridley, who did a bunch of small stuff, blew up with Star Wars, and now she just does whatever indie films make her happy. Exactly. Right? It's just, yeah. I can I have the freedom of flexibility to do what drives my passion now. I think that's fairly common for the sequel Star Wars folks. Like, Oscar Isaac, after that, and X-Men... He's like, no, I'm doing whatever yeah, the fuck I want. Right. Give me more yeah, Cohen true. Brothers. Yeah, true. <laughs> like, Same with um, John Boyega. Uh, I feel like Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell had his action superstar moment, and then he just was just, I'm cruising on the money on that, and then he just started doing the things he actually enjoyed. Yeah, which is quirky, makes small, uh, like Irish yeah. movies. Yeah, like these quirky <laughs> yeah. small movies that he really enjoyed playing specific characters for. Yeah. And um, and the Batman <laughs> and the Batman, which was a big one. Um, but still, he played. He played a character so under makeup, it's like you don't recognize it as the Colin Farrell that's, yeah, exactly. that's performing. So I think there's different, um, there's definitely different motivations behind it. But I think Zoe Saldana had an amazing performance. She was incredible. She was incredible. I think she stole the show for me. Yeah. I think she 100% did. Yeah. Because um, she acted, and it was like this in the first one too. She was so alien in like the way she reacted to things. Like the way she cried was so odd. But you could feel it. Like, it was so yeah. emotional. But that's not how humans cry. That's no. how, how Navi cry. And the way she would say things and the way she would, like, move, which I, it was her moving because it was in mocap um, and stuff like that. The way she would just communicate with Jake uh, and stuff like that. It was, she was really good. I think the kids were pretty good. So I could not, through the whole movie... Sigourney Weaver's voice coming out of like a 10-year-old Navi was just odd to me. I liked it because it made me re-remember that character. Yeah. Of, oh, that's the character. That's the special character. Yeah. IQ. And then, uh, what is it? Took? Took? Something. I don't know, all the kids' names. Took was the annoying one. one name. The really young one. Like, ah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all she did, basically, for three hours. Every time she was on screen. Took. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm little. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> that's basically all. Wait up for me, you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's basically all it was. Yeah. Um Yeah, no. I and and I think that's you know what that is? I think what it was is that you have Zoe Saldana 
doing a such a good job of being pure Navi. Mm. And then you had such a contrast with the kids. Yeah. Because the kids are raised by um, Jack, right? Jake. Jake. Jake Sully. Jake Sully. Technically Jake, who has human instincts. Yeah. So you have this very human style of being raised. So there's very much a human quality to the children, which is why it's annoying. Yeah. You know, like if they were Navi kids, that would ma- that would be much more like, hey, they're they're an alien they're alien children. Yeah. But you have this, like, they're bratty fucking kids. They were raised you have, in an American Navi household. Yeah. You have, like, the goth loner on the side. You have the, you know what I mean? The big football strong brother who will protect yes. his little brother. That's that's it. That's exact. That We figured it out. That's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. It's because they, they assign these archetypes of, of, of personalities to the kids. Yeah. And they were so American nuclear family. Yeah. And traditional, like a fucking sitcom. It wasn't even... It could have been much more alien specific to being like, quote unquote, Navi. And we didn't get to experience that. And I wish James Cameron went down the route of saying, I'm going to let them be somewhat creative and be different if possible. And let's try something new with what the dynamic is. And then it got even more human because of the whole, the, the war that started up again. Yeah. And then you have Jake Sully who's a fucking Marine, former Marine. <laughs> jarhead. Yeah, Jarhead, literally running his family like a squadron. Yeah. Right? Like, like yeah. a platoon. Literally right? like calling out call signs. And yeah. He's right. like, you're recon. You're supposed yeah. to be looking for bogeys and calling them in. Right, yeah. So, and, and that was even more, which I get, and that was fine in the sense of, hey, you have a Marine inside this Navi's body, so you're going to see that, and that was actually cool. But the fact that it just reinforced that, nuclear american like family dynamic was more like you gotta be hey you gotta be gentle on the kid you're so hard yeah it's like we're fucking war like i just (laughs) want like we just got fucking bombed (laughs) on a supply run like what are you talking about we ambushed a supply train and then we got attacked what you think i'm gonna be chill yeah fuck out of here um (laughs) so yeah. yeah there was definitely that the sigourney weaver kid was definitely like the the trippy hippie <laughs> neurodivergent hippie who like nobody gets and yeah. <laughs> and then the little one was little yeah. she was the burden child yeah. <laughs> just, wait for me when you're like running across the street she's the kid who you're like dragging by the yeah. arm they're like i can't run that fast yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's just her yeah um and then there were the other navi navi kids from like the water village that they went to yeah but the the daughter definitely seemed very like i'm from a village and welcome to her and she was kind of more navi alien but then the dudes were just punks they were just jock bros they were just jock bros one of them had like a one of them had a fade (laughs) like (laughs) and they're like let's let's go trap them by the shark or whatever yeah let's fuck them up which by the way like illegal jail straight to jail those kids <laughs> they abandoned him near where they knew a giant fucking shark was uh yeah yikes um yeah it was it was a it was a fun watch did you feel we were watching it in the xd theater which is a huge screen did you feel that it was like smaller because like the 3d i felt like there was something about the 3d that well, made it seem i think the big problem was the left side of my view had a child who was vlogging and that was it cut off a little bit because the white light of the child talking to himself uh, with his screen on full brightness yeah was a little holy shit it cut off a little bit of my field of view i don't think since covid started 
I have had one movie-going experience where everyone in the theater were were behaved as if they were in a movie theater. Black Panther. Black Panther was pretty good. Black Panther. Black too. Panther is pretty good. I think this fucking kid, for like a short while, like 20, 30 minutes of the movie, was the most outrageously unbehaved kid I have ever seen in a movie theater. <laughs> he was talking at full volume. Just walking around? Walking around the aisle. When the 3D started, he just said, I can see you popping out of the screen. <laughs> You're like, holy shit. Um, I was considering going to say something, but like I was the farthest from him and I just I didn't feel like being that guy. And then I heard him just talking at full volume for in the middle while. of the movie for a while. And you like looked at me. I saw like the glint of your glasses. You looked at me and I looked up and I looked over at him and he has his camera out. <laughs> I know. He's standing up filming his family at the movie, <laughs> vlogging. That's why. Saying like, hey, everybody, I'm here at Avatar 2. <laughs> like 30 minutes into the movie. That's why I looked at you because I, I wanted to know if you saw what I was seeing. Because I was just, because I, 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 I saw it and I went, I'm not seeing this, right? Like. <laughs> I'm not used to these 3D glasses. Let me see if Chris notices. And you kept looking straight, and I just went, oh, maybe maybe it's me. And then you looked, and then you, like, I saw your brow for <laughs> Yeah. You just went, what the fuck? fuck? <laughs> and then you and I just both laughed because yeah, it was so bizarrely inappropriate. Just, what? Uh, okay. It's not like a kid is being too loud and we need to tell them to shut up. A kid is vlogging in front of their parents and their parents aren't doing shit about mm-hmm. it. And it's it's it was stunning. It was stunning. The the lack of <laughs> I so want to in all those situations. To like when they're vlogging, put on my uh, my light and run up and be, hey hey, what's going on, man? Yo, it's Mr. Dubs. I'm here with what's your name? What's your name? Yeah, boy. Just fucking. <laughs> That's your family? Yeah, let's go high fives around Avatar Two. I am the fucking stick in the mud like rule stickler when it comes to that. I I think we've been in a movie together where I've just been like, excuse me, can you please be quiet or something like that? Like I'll lean over. Uh, or I'll do something like that. I've walked like eight chairs down in the row and I'll just waddle, waddle, waddle to this person whose like phone keeps ringing and I'll be like, can you please silence your phone and something? And I'm definitely like that, that bitch. (laughs) No, but it's good. You need that. It's good. And it makes me feel awkward and it elevates my heart rate for a a solid minute or something. And then it usually stops. So like it, I, I'm here to tell you that you will come across as an asshole. Oh, that's what I want. But but it usually works. And if it doesn't work, I have once like told someone to sh- please be quiet. Didn't work. I told them to shut up and then like it stopped for five minutes and then it didn't work and they went back to it. And I've just calmly walked out and gotten an usher. And I said, the people sitting down the row from me in row G will not shut up. I'd like you to remove them from the theater, please. And they do. <laughs> and they just come in and say, hey, can you please come with me? And they fucking kick them out. <laughs> so like... <laughs> It takes a little bit of elbow grease, and then it kind of still ruins the movie experience, but it's not ruined as much as if you never say anything and they're just talking the whole time. Yeah. Um, But I'm sure there are people out there who are just like, who can just deal with it. And it's like, yeah, people are going to be like that in the movie, but I am so not like that. I'm not one of them. I have a threshold, and usually I have to be talked off the ledge from doing some very uh, volatile shit. Like that. Like what you just yes. described? Oh. Making the movie worse for everyone else in the theater? I, I was beginning to grip, like, like, like squeeze my hands together of just, 
don't get up and do some stupid shit to this entire family because you would because I won't be confrontational in a in, in an aggressive manner. Yeah, I will try to out annoy them. No, that is incorrect. Thing, and that's what I want to do. <laughs> so it's just I want to I want to just expose and explode this shit up. Yeah, I just want to add gasoline to it. So fuck you. I keep meaning to get a laser pointer and bring a laser pointer to the movies when I go. Because if I see someone like a row in front of me with their phone out, I'll just laser pointer them for a while. <laughs> like, that's my dream. And just blah, 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 until they put it away. Um, I forget what the last movie uh, my fiance and I saw. I think it was Black Panther. I think it was uh, The Woman King or something like that. Um, but they were just, there were like two seats to the left of me. There was a gap and then them. And they were just fully on their phone, brightness all the way up. And they were just scrolling every once in a while. They would take a photo. They were Snapchatting people. They were just like, not at a movie, which I don't get. Like, you fucking paid to come here. This shit's expensive now. Yeah. And you're just on your phone. Like, go do this at home. Wait until it's on Disney+. Plus. But I, like, reached over and I was like, hey, can, can you put your phone away? And she was like... <laughs> and then, like was like really exaggerating like closing her shit and locking it and they're like okay and they like put it in her pocket i'm like okay i don't know what that bit was thank you for putting your phone away <laughs> like and it it's like people don't know that that's like one of the most annoying things you could be as a human <laughs> it's because people are stupid yeah i i think it's a matter of just you don't re when you can't understand that you're impacting somebody else yeah you're oblivious you're inconsiderate and you're i think you're just a mixture mixture of being immature and irresponsible yeah like let me put it this way let's say i ate really bad food like, okay let's say i ate nothing but cheese yeah right <laughs> okay and i, I love a, that for you by the and way and a whole bunch of ice cream yeah and then I got in an airplane. Yeah. And instead of excusing myself to go to the bathroom, I stood up in my chair and then I stuck my ass into the aisle and I spread my cheeks. What the fuck are you doing? And I just fucking blasted gas for five minutes. <laughs> that's because this you're analogy went way off the rails. I'm just, that's, the, that's the same fucking equivalence to me of how oblivious do you have to be to the impact you have to people around you. It's like, what the fuck are you doing it's i can i give more leeway for people in cars being fucking idiots yeah because i assume when you're driving like that it's because there's a problem yeah maybe either you're driving super slow and you're not understanding the speed limit and you're causing <laughs> problems for everybody having to pass you because maybe you shit yourself i don't know so you don't want to move your leg to shift the shit all over your legs <laughs> fucking know maybe you just had a stroke i don't know i don't know if you're in a medical emergency or you're just maybe you actually can't see because you have the wrong prescription on and you forgot to grab your proper glasses you so you jump to some extremes <laughs> to defend people for bad driving well, i'm just saying there's that or people who speed past me just to get to the same stoplight as i slowly crawl up <laughs> behind <laughs> <laughs> nothing's, nothing's better than when somebody goes they're like they're riding on the ass like and then they just and go over finally the, they gap. go over the double line yeah 
and then they go down. And then I know we're coming to a st- like a, a street light, so I let go of the gas so I can just like coast to slowly putting on my brakes. Yeah. And I see them waiting for me, and then I just pull up right behind. Them. Even better, even better when they they pass you on the double lane, and then like two hundred feet out, it turns into a two lane street, <laughs> and then the stoplight hits, and they're like the third car in line, and then on the other lane, there's like no cars in line, so you just slowly crawl like two spaces in front of them, and then the green light hits, and they're just gone. Yeah. And they're upset. And then they're back behind you again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. But I assume they're late for work. There's a family emergency. Uh, they're, they're about the, to shit their pants. They're about to shit their pants. They're missing yeah. the birth of their child. I don't yeah. fucking know. But I give them that leeway at least. And I also try to give the leeway of you're probably stressed because you're driving a vehicle of death at 65 plus miles per hour and an accident could happen. So you're, you're anxious. You're not- so the faster you get home, the lesser chance of there being an accident. Right. Yeah, exactly. So whatever, whatever. When you pay to go to a movie and you yeah. do shit like that, I can't logically understand what's going through your head. Maybe they had a stroke and they need to Snapchat about it. Maybe, I guess. I, I can't. No, I just, it's I, just, I just don't understand. It's, I just, I just, I don't, I just, I just, I just don't, I yeah. can't. You just have to have such a poor base understanding of human interaction yeah to do that and then i'm like something's wrong yeah because you're doing that yeah you know what i mean i think it's just like like lack of like repercussions or something like that like there used to be the rules in front of the the movie when it started like please silence your phones please don't talk you'll ruin the movie for everybody and blah 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 if you need to take a phone call they still do i don't see them as much anymore especially not in the last couple years and maybe that's like there was one theater. I thought I forget what it was. I think it was like an AMC or like an Alamo Draft House or something like that. But they would be like, if you're on your phone or you're talking, we will politely ask you to leave. And I feel like those movies are the places to see movies <laughs> if if they still do those. Uh, but those are not near us. We have Cinemark everywhere. And yeah. With uh with Nuvi with Maria Menounos <laughs> before every, every My movie. favorite thing always is that that fucking meme with Vader. <laughs> When it's like when you don't see Maria, <laughs> where is Maria Menounos? Yeah. Is, is she, she safe? Is, is she, she all right? But she, you notice that she's missing, but when she's there, she adds no value yeah. to your day. No, but when she's not there, it's like, where is she? Don't forget to see the third fucking Pinocchio movie this year. <laughs> Buy your tickets now. And it's like, shut up. And then when she's not there, you're like, what the fuck? Where's Maria? Don't forget to, uh, don't forget to download Newvie <laughs> so you can see your movies. <laughs> there was a, um, they had a thing for a while where it was like an AR newbie experience so if you get yeah augmented reality oh um oh. so like it was like 10 minutes before the movie started it's like take out your phone now and open the newbie app to play this cool ar space game and then just some bullshit would happen on the screen that if you didn't have the app was just bullshit happening yeah, on the screen like, pew pew do 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 no it was just like some rocks floating yeah exactly for like in like just music background music just watching it for like 20 seconds I saw it once. I knew I was going to the movie the next week. And I was like, oh, shit. I quickly downloaded the movie app, set it up. So for next time, I busted it out. I played the AR game. It was absolute 
dog shit. Yeah. And I realized, oh my god, they just made me download the Nuvi app because I was ex- excited to play this dog shit. Uh, and now I have this app on my phone, and I just d- deleted it out of anger. I don't even know what that app is for, but Maria Menounos does. <sighs> Where did she get famous from? Who is she? She was on like E and like Entertainment Tonight. She's or just a host. She's, she's like host. the Mario Lopez or whatever. Yeah, yeah. She's like they Mario just, Lopez. It's Ryan Seacrest. They just host shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're just good hosts. Yeah. So yeah. Um, what would you rate out of ten stars? Avatar I two. since we saw it. Yes. I've been rating it an eight when I've been telling people after talking about it now for an hour, I am lowering it to a seven. <laughs> really? It was pretty good. I think a seven is pretty good. I wonder what I rated the first one. I'll stand, I'll stand with an eight. Eight? I'll stand with an eight. I, I could appreciate that. I mean, fuck, I'll give it an 8.5 actually. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'll give it an 8.5. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm seeing real quick. I rated the first one a seven out of 10. And I think that's also accurate. Um... Just really uh, you know what? Yeah, eight. I'll give it an eight. Yep. Um, Avatar 3 is coming out in 2024. And this is the way of Earth or the way of fire? <laughs> uh, Avatar 3, it's fire this time. Uh, appa- no, but it's it's apparently going to be fire. Firebender. Uh, the sequel to Avatar The Way of Water. The plot is unknown. Uh, it stars Jack Champion. Oh, who's Spider? Uh, Zoe Saldana, Sam Worthington, Una Chaplin who is a new character. She's in uh, Game of Thrones. She played Rob Stark's wife, for anybody who's listening. Uh, Bailey Bass, I don't know who that is. The Colonel. Sigourney Weaver is in it. Stephen Lang is in it. That's Miles Korich. Um, t- t- someone's name is Tuktyri, a character's name, probably a Navi. Uh, Jermaine Clement is back again. Giovanni Ribisi is back again. Oh, he got Giov- shafted. <laughs> Giovanni, I thought he died in the in the first one. Well, yeah, in the film, because the only time you see him is in a recording. In the second one, yeah, yeah, like for ten seconds. Yeah, for ten seconds. <laughs> Which, if James Cameron asks you to come back for ten seconds of the second Avatar movie, you're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll sure. take I'll take a two million dollar paycheck. <laughs> um, David Thewlis is in it. Who is um. The uh, Professor Lupin from Harry Potter, and he Ooh. played uh, someone from the first Wonder Woman movie, the bad guy. And he and this movie's already done. You said, yeah, they finished filming it. They filmed oh. two and three at the same time. I thought you said it was ready to go post production, and they filmed like half of four. Okay, so they're going to be finishing four and doing the post production on. How three. long is this? How long is Avatar three going to be in post? Two years. They said it comes out in twenty twenty four. So, yeah, it could be two years, two years of a gap. Uh, oh, there's a five. Avatar 4, 2026. Avatar 5, 2028. Um, Avatar 4 has the same cast as Avatar 3 for now. Avatar 5, the Navi invade Earth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. No, because Earth is dying. Remember, we found out in this moon. Avatar 4, though, there was air, water, fire, Earth. What if they go to Earth? Earth I don't think Earth will be there. Because that was the big justification for the human's behavior here of we all need to come here. We all like Earth is dying. Oh, here's the other thing, though. What? I get that. The first one was mining, unobtainium. There's a special rock. Yeah. We need to go and get the rock. This one, Earth is dying. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move here, Mm -hmm. which doesn't make sense because the air isn't breathable. (laughs) So that's not very sustainable. They just came here for the rock and they were going to wear a gas mask the whole time. But they're going to come here, whatever. They're all going to come and live here. But 
the whole plot of the movie is we really fucking want to kill Jake Sully. <laughs> That's it. We need revenge on him because he keeps attacking us, I guess. No, he wasn't attacking them. He attacked their supply train. Oh, yeah. When, oh, yeah. When the humans first showed up. Yeah, it was. Well, we need to fight them. Yeah. We need to push them back off the planet. Yeah, exactly. So then they're like, we need to take out their commander, Jake Sully or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody who knows this better than Colonel Gorsh or whatever. <laughs> Gorsh. <laughs> Grumsh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that was a little... Uh, this I, I did roll my eyes when Spider saved him at the end because I just thought they're going to use him for the rest of the fucking movie. He's saga. in three. And he's probably going to be in four. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably going to be in five. And it's going to be this final battle where they kill each other at the last second at the same time. Whoa. The right? two Mileses? Gormsh? Well, no. Gormsh Jake and Spider? And, oh. Or, hey, or Sun vs. Father. Yeah, maybe yeah. the story actually doesn't turn into all about the Navi. It turns into the fight of 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 Spider being uh, the human, the compassionate side of humanity versus the uncompassionate, incompassionate uncompassionate side of humanity which is the colonel and mm. they fight each other interesting it could be that could be could be that's kind of what i think with this i will say this i think james cameron was very heavy-handed extremely heavy-handed yeah in talking and kind of showcasing the brutality the selfish nature the um the 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 violence that humanity brings and i don't think he's wrong yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was wrong about any of it. Your girlfriend said the whole movie reminded her of that community scene where they're trying to discuss if humanity is good or evil. Evil. <laughs> That's kind of what the whole movie felt like. Evil. And I do see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, evil. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you look at the majority of our historical events, they are evil. <laughs> yeah. And it's not necessarily, oh, the good people won. It's just, nope, the people with the better weapons won. Yeah. The better military strategies won. Yeah. And the people with the whale. <laughs> yeah. The attack whale. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think they tried to showcase, um, you know, the scientist? Yep. That they had? Uh, they had the a tall, lanky guy. Yeah. The Flight of the Concords guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 And they had a very specific scene where uh, after they killed the whale and they're mining the whale, he goes, yep. And that's why I drink. Yeah. And it was kind of him being the sole beacon of showing the guilt of humanity yeah. of we're doing this. And because you see it in his demeanor, even when when he's explaining to Spider, well, what are they doing now? It's like, well, now we have now they're doing this. Yeah, now they're going to blow it up. And that's what. Yeah. Like yeah. there's there's a resignation to the, to humanity's fate and how he portrays how yeah. he's portrayed as the character in the movie. And he stands alone. Yeah, it's he's the only symbol and sign of regret or or yeah. shame or just re, like any of that about the actions of humans everybody else is like woo fucking line it up mate put it in the fucking kitchen Jesus we're gonna fucking get a big one like everything else is all jovial about the selfish nature of humanity yeah and even the general um I think she was the general yeah, yeah. I've been put in command to make sure that I clean out the yeah. military threat against from the natives. Um, yeah. She's torturing a child, a human child. Yep. She's like, I don't care. Yeah. This is about the greater good of humanity. You're nothing. Yeah. Right. And it's it goes back to that 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 symbolism that James Cameron is passionately showing, especially from the whole kind of anti whaling ad that we had for uh, 45 minutes. <laughs> um, 
which I also agree with. I think it's a bad practice, and he's right. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's it goes. To, that's the only glimmer you see beyond the innocence of Spider trying to understand what it means to be human mm-hmm. within the this this society of humans. Because before that, it was just his friends and family, the scientists, and three scientists. Yeah, that's it. And then <laughs> yeah. he basically lived with the Navi. So to me, it's this overwhelming wave of trying to showcase the brutality of humanity versus the harmony of nature and at the end of the day it's like well nature should be winning mm, mm-hmm. or nature will win because you can't beat nature in a way yeah um yeah very interesting right because the humans didn't lose necessarily because of uh uh they were outgunned by superior firepower it's not like they were getting fucking carpet bombed by, <laughs> by the navi like <laughs> dropping well, kind of <laughs> well well i mean it was really like they got they fought but really what happened was they lost to the water they lost to the rocks they lost to the whale they lost yeah. to they were killed by their own creations that's, that's true that's, yeah, yeah that's what sunk them and drowned them and captured them and trapped them and that's mm-hmm. what ended them all they all died by their own uh their own machines their yeah. own machinations here so that's how i saw the movie yeah which again i don't think it's wrong james cameron i think you're right i think it's very brutal and heavy-handed but i think you're right so human's bad <laughs> avatar 2 humans bad yes i like that what about you colon water do you do you agree i mean yeah here's the thing it's basic this is like an alternate version of the movie interstellar <laughs> like earth is dying we need to go find a suitable planet what if we find it and there's a bunch of people there and they're like um please get off our planet we're gonna kill them <laughs> like that's how that would go so and uh yeah, maybe that's not right. I mean, it's it's we need to survive. They need to survive. We can't both survive, apparently. Um, that's never been tried. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, I can't believe I just said that. But uh, <laughs> but like, no, you're right though. <laughs> the immediate instinct is I'm fighting for what's mine. Yeah, exactly. Where like I I, I doubt there is. It didn't seem like there was. Well, I mean, they kind of ruined their chance in the first movie by mining. They came here and we're gonna mine the shit out of your planet. And the Navi were like, "No, please don't do that." And like, nah, we don't care. Money. So that pure evil. And then this one, it's hey, our planet is dying. We need to come here. And now it's too late. Now they already don't like us. So we're gonna fight them and fight back. So there was, yeah, and it, it kind of. We say this a lot with Star Wars, mm-hmm. where it, it's there's so much that's relatable because of just our own human history. That's that's influenced yeah that's that influences the art yeah and i feel like there's so much of stuff here where it's like yeah you know that whole thing about america forming yeah like i wonder if they tried to work in harmony or if it was just this nope we need land and we want land and we're taking it from you yeah it was just this brutal attempt instead of ever attempting peace yeah i feel that right which which doesn't make for a great story that's also why that probably doesn't happen because you you want to have conflict to drive emotions in a story. You can't have, hey, we're going to try to have, work together in harmony and be in peace. So yeah. That's really cool. That's what I actually thought the movie was about because in the trailer, they don't explain, oh, those Navi are actually like Marines, enlisted Marines. So they're actually humans. Yeah. So they're going off of like human missions. Yeah. yeah. I thought they were like, oh, cool. They actually, so maybe they're in harmony all of a sudden. And then like, <laughs> I honestly thought it was the Navi and the humans working in harmony. And then the water Navi 
attacked. Mm. That's what I thought this was. Interesting. And I was yeah. like, oh shit. Okay, so now it's like humans in in the forest, Navi coming together, and it's different tribes of Navi fighting, and it's a whole different flavor of what Pandora has. Nope, in store. it's all the Navi versus all the yep. military humans yep. again. <laughs> it's all the militarized humans versus all the Navi, all the natives. And yeah. It's like okay, never mind. So, and the whalers. And the whalers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I did have some other uh, couple closing thoughts about just in general. Boy, does James Cameron just love the ocean. <laughs> there was a surprising lack of ocean in the first one. Uh, like that was a really like out of left field movie for him at the time, which became the best selling movie of all time uh, and still is. But um, The Abyss, Titanic, some other shit I know he's made uh, and like all he does, like his whole like he makes these movies to fund his like ocean exploration and he's like obsessed with the ocean and the ocean's fucking rad. Don't get me wrong. But like this movie was just straight up like I'm James fucking Cameron and you will give me as much money as I need to make whatever movie I want. And I'm just going to make ocean porn for three he, hours. He, he did openly say, I think you told me, he said I, it took a long time because I wouldn't accept anything less than what I thought would represent the ocean of what I wanted it to be. I CGI to yeah. My I heard it was the CGI for the ocean ready. to be as real as it needs to be exactly for people to be sold on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I heard. It was the CGI was not ready for his vision yet, and boy, was it now. <laughs> I mean, you could tell it was with the. I obviously don't remember the mantra, but it was like, "We are born of the ocean; we will die of the ocean. We are mm. one of the ocean." Like whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think, remember I said the 25 to 45 minutes of just like, yeah, not really saying much. We're just seeing things. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just James Cameron being like, look at that fucking ocean. <laughs> look at the ocean. That ocean. Look at that jellyfish. <laughs> and then look how that fish swims to the left. <laughs> to the left. Um, <laughs> there were also just some cool, like, there were some moments where if I thought about it too much, I'd be like, that's dumb. But in the moment, I was like, that's so cool. Like what? The little like uh, fairy wing sea creature that you plug it in and it lets you breathe underwater and it gives you cool fairy wings. I was like, fucking sure. Why not? That looks <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, And now you can tell which ones can breathe infinitely underwater because they have fucking fairy wings. Yeah. <laughs> like they look so cool. And then like the the chick who could matrix bend all the jellyfish and they like light up. So there was a stream of light up jellyfish. It's like, oh my God. They're like, who even knows what's happening right now? But that looks so cool. Yeah. Um, and then my last thought was, I feel like the the, the end of the the third act there when the sick the ship was sinking. Yeah. I feel like he had some ideas that were on the cutting room floor of Titanic that like the the special effects weren't ready yet. He goes, "Wait, no, no, no. <laughs> Let me put it in Avatar." <laughs> I have new ideas for Titanic that I couldn't fit into the movie back but then. But they work. They were cool. They worked yeah. very well. It was it, like they were swimming through a sinking ship and doing all that stuff. It felt very much like Jack and Rose trying to escape off the bottom deck of the Titanic. Like the water's coming and they're running away from it. And they're like, hold your breath. And then they had to like swim somewhere and stuff. Like they that. did a great job of of that's something. I, I mean, I guess it's you accepting the good and the bad both sides of the coin. I figured James Cameron would paint the ocean in a positive light the entire time. Yeah. And then showing it trapping and killing and, and like you see like human bodies just floating around and it's just, which is a James Cameron signature. I think it's just very, 
it wasn't what I was expecting of him mm. in that scene. I thought he would show them with their Navi strength, like taking open the doors and getting through. But then I guess it's the symbolism. The ocean is all powerful. It closes even on the Navi and the people who are supposedly in harmony with it. You cannot stop the ocean. You I think it was the they water. were in a big machine. They're in a big human contraption. They weren't just but in it was the, ocean. the ocean, but it was still the water. Yeah. Which is the whole thing, right? Yeah. The whole concept. But then the way of water, when Outcast's son teaches Jake Sully, hey, listen, here's that mantra that I learned halfway through the movie that apparently you never did. So I, I'll teach I, it to you now. I thought I thought that he was going to kill off Jake Sully. I, yeah, I thought that too, because this was very much like the kids movie. Yeah. And I was thinking they were going to go movie three is just the kids movie. And I was thinking, wow, that's a brave call. Yeah. When the, like this movie is handing off the baton, but apparently not. <laughs> yeah. Jake Sully was like, I'm, I can't. This is all on you. <laughs> Like, that could have been a very dramatic. I thought it was a dramatic finish. And I, I was thinking, holy shit, they're about to do that. And then yeah. I was like, ah, nope. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just had to come back into harmony and peace with the ocean. Yeah. And okay, you can go. That would have been a thematically weird way to kill him off. <laughs> Avatar 2, The Way of Water, Jake drowns. <laughs> like, that would have felt weird. I mean, I mean, just like Jack, right? Yeah, sure. sure, sure. <laughs> There's a theme. There's a theme. James Cameron likes uh, drowning the main uh, male protagonist. Speaking of Jack and Kate and Titanic, Kate Winslet was in this. Or not Rose, not Kate. Um, Kate Winslet was in this. Yes. She played the uh, like the chief Navi's wife. She did. I didn't know who she was. Yeah. She did such a good job. Yeah. I mean, she was CGI. Right. <laughs> and but then even the voice. She did a voice. The dialect. Yeah. She did like accent. a cool dialect voice. None of it was. Oh, that's obviously Kate Winslet. No, I had no fucking clue. Yeah. I was like waiting for her. I was like, I know she's in this and I know she set a world record filming this movie. So I'm excited to see her. And then like they showed up at the water village. I'm like, that's not her. That's not her. That's not her. And then she like kind of was introduced later and it's like, oh, that's her, I guess. And then she had some part to play, but then like really wasn't huge or pivotal in the movie at all. Um, she had some like some kind of emotional scenes that like pushed the story along. But I was like, damn, it really doesn't feel like they're utilizing Kate Winslet to her full potential. But she's clearly going to be in the third one. So maybe we'll see that. And maybe that's where she did her world record. Because for those who don't know, she set the world record for longest time holding her breath underwater while filming which was previously held by tom cruise in mission impossible five um there's a scene where he goes into like a big water-cooled computer and tries to rip out a hard drive and he's underwater for like four and a half or five minutes or something she's underwater for like six minutes and ten seconds which is crazy (laughs) holy shit how long can you hold your breath underwater 40 seconds 40 seconds i think so you can hold your breath for 40 seconds underwater. Under I mean, we could test it after we finish recording, but uh, maybe I could just try 15. Plug my nose. Yeah, try I'm 15. not going to do it right now on a podcast. No, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I think I can hold my breath. Also, she wasn't just probably sitting there. She, she was, was probably moving. swimming and shit. Yeah, so moving. I think <laughs> oh I can hold God. my breath for maybe 10, 12 seconds underwater. No, you can do more, I promise you. When swimming? I don't know the last time you've swam or how much you've swam in general. I was a fish growing up. I swam a lot. Yeah, I'm here to tell you. Uh, I could do a lap both ways in a pool underwater. Like long ways. An Olympic sized pool. Uh, not, probably you not. Could, no, like a like a someone's backyard oh, okay, in ground okay, okay, swimming no, see, pool. I'm talking Olympic sized pool here. Right? I'm talking Olympic. <laughs> I'm talking okay, not Olympic. High school size. Yeah, no, it's probably still no. I could probably do a lap underwater. No. I think I can. Absolutely not. 
Absolutely not. I think I can. I know this because tomorrow after work, go we're going to a high school. (laughs) Two and a half feet on the shallow, I go under and I shoot off. Yeah. And I'm doing my my like my water breaking. Yeah. And then I start doing my underwater breaststroke. And then eventually my breath starts going out. And then I come up and I start freestyling coming out of the water. And that's when I take my first breath. And I know it's never to the end of the fucking You're like halfway across or something? Maybe. Yeah. I think you greatly I think you are experiencing I'm sorry to do this to you. I'm very sorry. You are experiencing what happens as you get older, which is you look back and all you think are are are, are of these very positive memories that yeah. reinforce a positive idea you have. Yeah. That maybe was true when you were younger. But it's not real now. My lung capacity definitely isn't what it was when I was swimming 40 times a Kate Winslet's summer. older than both of us. Kate Winslet's older than both of us, but she probably did a shit ton of training. I'm just saying, regardless of that, you are not holding your seconds for 40 seconds swimming underwater. You're probably not 40 seconds. No, definitely not 40 seconds okay, that's swimming what, underwater. Because that's what you said at the beginning. I think one more, <laughs> I, I could hold my breath for 40 seconds, I believe, is what I said. If you play back the podcast. <laughs> we were talking about swimming. Underwater. Yes. I don't think swimming came up yet. We were talking about underwater. <laughs> okay. I can fucking okay. just dead dead fish it. Just body completely limp I, face down in the water for 40 seconds. I, I could probably it. do 20 if I dead fish it in the water. Just dead fish. Is it harder to hold your breath just dead fishing it in the water than no. it is for me to just do it right now? It's the same, right? Probably easier underwater because you're just dead fish. Your muscles completely relaxed versus here. I'm like sitting and I'm plugging my nose. Do you have to plug your nose? I just you just hold your breath. Plug, plugging the nose is for proof for you when I do it. Oh, after so we finish oh, okay. recording. Because I was just going to trust you. So, I mean, unless you're not oh, trustworthy. If you trust me. If you're not trustworthy. I will be fine. completely trustworthy while I do this. We should do it together. Let's do this. Okay. The, we're, so, okay. So this was clearly just an avatar podcast. So that's all yeah. this was. Okay. Um, was I'm going to put in the description, we're going to put in the description that we just talked about avatar. And then at the end, we're just going to put a number. And that number is how many seconds I held my breath after we finished recording. So okay. if you're interested to know, check the description right now. That's how long I was. Wow. So crazy. I told you dubs. Let's see. Um, okay. But anyway, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Um, feel free to give us a, a, a rating on uh, iTunes or whatever you use to listen to us. That would really help us out. Um, share it with a friend. If you think uh, if you had a friend who watched Avatar and they want you want them to get mad at our opinions on Avatar. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. You don't need one. Yeah. You really don't. Trust me. I was thinking about it, especially because I have that new new. And then I'm like, I don't need it. But you have one. Uh, that This is this one? Yeah. This one right here that I'm, po- that I'm pointing at. Yeah. 
This is from 2013. Yeah, and it works fine. That's what I'm saying. I don't have one. Oh, the MacBook that anything. I don't have doesn't work fine because I don't have it. <laughs> so I'm thinking of getting, going from zero to one MacBooks. Well, what would you use the MacBook for? A video editing for all of these hobbies that I wrote down. 